Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate you call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very you might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast devoted to discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol in the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined, as I am every episode, by my co-host Chris Bruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, we're coming off the heels of a fantastic weekend. Couldn't be better, man. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more, and that's what we're talking today. We literally just got back from Warfare Weekend, and we're going to kind of go through the whole experience with you guys at home, which is great because Chris and I both got to go to this, which is a first for us on the podcast, and kind of all of our experiences around the weekend, and then what we liked, what we didn't like potentially, and then we're also going to talk about some of my team tournament experience, and then of course the main LVO qualifier singles experience that Chris and I had. Yeah, there's just a lot to get into, right? (laughs) There's a lot to talk about. I feel like we learned a lot about the game, and we also got to have a lot of fun on top of learning a lot about the game. So it's like... What more could you ask for? Not much. Honestly. Yeah, right? (laughs) Not much at all. (laughs) It was a wonderful weekend. It just, all the way around, we made a lot of new friends, or I did. You you got to meet up with some friends. Mm, Yeah, some reconnecting, yeah. Yeah, uh, just awesome community building, great turnout, a day of, a lot of players, a lot of new players, very cool, very encouraging for the state of the game. Oh, absolutely. So I feel like we have so much to talk about today, Chris. We might as well get to business now because this is going to be a fun episode. So let's get to business. Fury's Finest is sponsored by Discount Games, Inc. Go to Discount Games, Inc. for all your Marvel Crisis protocol needs. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoyed the show and like to join our patron Discord community, consider supporting us on Patreon. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. This week, we have a very special shout out to Carl. Carl, thank you so much for being a patron. Thank you so much, Carl. And Chris, we have some big news. Oh, baby. It's very fitting with this Warfare Weekend episode because this is all comes together, which is really nice. But we have a we have a brand new adventure producer. That's Jason T. Tulsi, his nickname, and the legend of Jason. He is definitely a legend. 
Big shouts, Jason. Thank you for an awesome weekend. Yeah, and Jason, you did so much for us on the podcast the weekend and also just for the community at large for the weekend. So getting back home and seeing that you became an Avenger on top of that, I mean, there are no words. Super, super awesome. Just amazing. So thank you, Jason. And you'll you'll be hearing Jason's name with these other Avenger producers that we have to thank right now. Chris, we're going to thank our Avenger producers, Rusty, Dylan, Nathan, Brian, Rich, and Jason. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Avengers. All right, Chris, let's get into our main topic of Warfare Weekend 2022. Jesse, we went down on Thursday. That's right. Fairly early, which is nice. It was nice. And we did that to accomplish one thing, and that was for you and Moobs Jones to get in on that big team tournament event. Right, because that's 9 a.m. Friday, right? So our thinking was... was Including stops, it's a solid probably seven-hour drive or seven-and-a-half-hour drive from Tulsa. So we were thinking, well, we definitely pulling what Dennis and I did back in April at Springfield was not an option for this. No. They'll leave at five in the morning and tear in the parking lot. I don't think that's an option for many (laughs) trips if I'm on them. It's It's very true. And this was... It was less so much about us doing the team tournament. It was more along the lines of getting to the con when it starts and kind of having a day of enjoyment before we had to do this LVO qualifier. And that was probably one of the greatest boons to me of the trip, Chris, was the fact that we got to have that full day before the LVO qualifier. Now you'll find out very soon. Moobs and I were busy all day. Yes. Team turn was very involved, but you got to relax. And also we had one more person in our car, which was Mr. Clemens from the discord, our good friend, Sean, who also got to kind of relax the day of as well. And basically, we all just got a day of non-LVO qualifier, like super competitive, you know, level. But I say that, (laughs) we'll get into some of my team games in a minute. It might have been a fun tournament, but there were some incredible opponents in that tournament. Yeah, you were were still pretty hyped up after, uh, hyped up after after the team tournament for a while took took you a while uh, to wind down i didn't wind down till sean told me to wind down because he had to sleep so <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting in bed like thinking of all the you know yeah, values yeah. and all this stuff it's great couldn't get out of it i just couldn't get out of it and i just couldn't get out of like just the excitement of mcp and so let's just talk to that thursday real briefly we did we did travel all day but we did take it a leisurely pace we didn't get a nice meal in springfield that chris found a place which was great excellent food and then we did the whole the whole song and dance of warfare weekend where it's a couple of us got early entry into the vendor hall we registered we unpacked you know there's actually quite a lot to do and we were pretty exhausted by the end of thursday because by the time we did the vendor hall we did the registration we did the unpacking then we went to eat at like 9 30 at night 10 o'clock at night <laughs> and then we got back to the hotel and it's like passed out pretty much right and it was like it was and meanwhile moobs and i are pulling all our models out of foam for this 14 model team tournament so more models more cards you know what I mean? There's a lot of things going on there, but I'm very, very happy we left when we did, honestly. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. I'm not, there's no way I could perform well in a tournament by showing up exhausted. I don't know. I I, I know you can do it, but we are not, I don't are prefer not the it, no. same. Yeah, we are not the same. <laughs> yeah, and truthfully, I was a little bit exhausted when we did the team tournament because yeah, we had a big day Thursday and I was the, the driver. I don't know. And I'm happy we did everything we did on Thursday to get things in order for the weekend. But that was the point of Thursday was like, it's going to be kind of a long day. 
but it's all like making the weekend easier. You know, it's, it's a balancing act, right? So let's talk about that team tournament. That's right. Can we, uh, can we get a little bit of the rundown? How does this, how does this even work as a team game? Yeah, this was pretty new to me. I think the first attempt at a team tournament was at Adepticon this year, and they've even changed some rules since. So this was the newest version of the team tournament document. To cut through the chaff and, and kind of explain it quickly to listeners at home, the team tournament, there's a team of two players and there's a team captain, but really it's just you and a friend playing a team tournament. You bring 14 models instead of the normal 10, and then you have to delegate seven models to one player and seven models to the other player. So when these models get picked during the list building phase of the game, you've got to keep that in mind too. Like who's playing what? Are you giving too many models to one player to like too few to another you know That's like interesting that mental, stuff mental load and then chris the coup de gras of the whole thing that really makes it this intensity of a team tournament and why moobs and i were so exhausted at the end of this day of four rounds of the team tournament is just think about how tired you are after four rounds of a day of mcp right at a major tournament like we do later this weekend this was that but you add four threat onto every mission in the game so really it's like mcp expanded four rounds where you're controlling more models you're taking more actions you're doing more things there's more things to manage on the table so that was actually really neat but it also was very tiring and actually made the game very different four thread is a big difference yes on top of it being different and maybe to that point right it's a whole set of new math for you to do we're very accustomed to the point that that the threat levels we have absolutely for these crises in the game so far, but adding four onto all of these completely changes the math for what models you need, how many activations, how big, how many threats. So what did you find? Did you find that going wider mm. was more effective using all, of course you're going to go wider because, I mean, by default, adding four threat, you're going to be adding an average model, you know, to the game. Yeah, definitely. That was a that was a feature of just even if you're on a wide team, right? Your team's just wider, right? When this yeah. format, obviously. More models. Yeah. More large, big character models. Well, obviously. Malekith is out in full force, so. That's right. Yeah. But more Dormammu, more Hulk, like more five threats in general, because, you know, we talk about on the show a lot, Chris, where it's like it's typically hard to validate more than two five threats in a 10 model list, right? It's just not smart, right? You probably need to save that space for more twos, threes, and fours, right? But in this format, you probably could take three five threats or four five threats, you know, it, depending on what your rosters are, what your list is. So it was very interesting in that way, but the mental load was very heavy because, I mean, essentially, think about it. You're, you're adding eight threat of more models to each match right and that's like more actions more things to manage yeah innately cheap models get stronger and strong models get stronger too it's it's across the board the game is just juiced up it's a juiced up version of the game you know i can imagine the if it got very serious i can imagine the uh quote-unquote competitive meta would be pretty different i would think Absolutely, it would. And also, multi-affiliations is very viable mm -hmm. in this format. It's not as viable in the normal format right. of the game at the moment. So, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It like As you kind of alluded to, Chris, already, it was like a huge brain exercise for someone like me who knows the game well 
it made me feel like I was learning the game all over again. Yeah, right? I believe that. And it's like the type of thing where it's like, we're playing sword. Oh, but we're playing sword at 18. And this is actually the lowest threat objective we'll ever play in this format. It's 18. The way we think about sword now is like, oh, if I can, I should go five or six wide, right? Because sword is all about trying to flip flip those sword consoles back and forth with your opponent. This format, you're like, I don't even know what that number is of how many models I need. Because now I'm playing sword at 18. Right, it's it's different numbers, different sets of math. Yeah, the 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 way the game is to be played in in those levels has yet to really settle into Absolutely. what it will be if the format catches on. That is no, definitely. I think, and I think Moves and I had a really good list, but it's also something we learned as the day went on. And we, I'm so happy we did. We sat down late Thursday night when we probably should have been asleep in bed. We kind of wanted to go to sleep, but we were just like, let's talk through some threat values because this is a different game. And we started noticing a lot of trends of how different the game was. We're like, okay, we're going from 18 to 24 instead of 14 to 20, right? That's a big difference of how you build teams. And one of the biggest things we learned, Chris, which actually came up in this tournament a lot, it did make things tough. It made certain things not work. Splash models at certain threats were harder to use because interesting you had to be affiliated right like if you wanted to go six wide or something oh i see you know it's like oh we're going six wide at whatever threat we're doing which six wide in this format is probably more like four or five wide in the normal game really think about it in those terms that's almost impossible for some affiliations to pull off that's true so i think rogue agents are paramount in this format or maybe going a little more mono where it's like oh we built like we didn't we didn't build this but like i see something in this format could work really well would be like a a pure spider foes criminal roster where it's like there's so many of them that are dual that you're like you can play two pretty easily and not be afraid all that said and done i'll talk about our list because it was pretty cool (laughs) well let's hear about it so I'll preface with our team name, Chris. Our team name was the Vincent D'Onofrio Fan Club. Oh, I have a feeling I may know where this is going. I think you do. So we were a criminal list with a cabal splash. So our list was Shadowland Daredevil, Kingpin, Bullseye, Winter Soldier, Hood, Black Cat. Notice I'm listing a lot of criminals here. Um, Mystique, X-23, Toad, Crimson Dynamo, Hulk, Red Guardian, Modok, and Malekith the accursed we kind of came to this list through a lot of it was this weird math chris where it was like i was like i want a seven i want a six i want a five i want a four you know what i mean i see some of it was very simple and another part was if we get the secures we want we're playing kingpin if we get the extracts we want that are wide we're playing shadowlands right i see i see i see and we'll see what our opponent puts us on. And on top of that, we got Hulk and Malekith that we can use as a big threat model to deal with other big threat models. That was my thinking there. And um, we had just fun stuff like X-23, who is probably only going to come out on cubes or in some Shadowland rosters. But we have kind of a core of our team where we're kind of like, okay, we're probably playing realistically like Black Cat, Hood, Bullseye, like all these cheap criminals Mm -hmm, every game because the threats are just so crazy. We have to build out the core. But we did have that Red Guardian and Crimson Dynamo splash. I love that. And it was so good. And I I play actually played Red Guardian all weekend and he's just he keeps performing for me, Chris. He keeps so I'm so big on him right now. I actually just I picked up that box. Perfect. Just 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 because he's been so effective for not just you. But uh, I, I believe Clemens has been talking a lot of about how yeah. well 
he's been performing. And of course, we all know Crimson Dynamo is a monster at the moment. Yeah, Dynamo's been absolutely a game winner in all of Clemens games. And I think Red Guardian, when he's come out, has been very good as well. But yeah, for me, it's just been Red Guardian all day and all my lists right. right now. It's just been, he's he's in my shield, which we'll get to in a bit. He's in my X-Men, which we'll get to in the future. There's a lot going on with this character, and I really like him in the Kingpin Criminals right now as well. Guaranteed pushes, man. Too too good to ignore, just honestly. Absolutely. But we're going to cover this team tournament more in the After Dark, but I will give a couple fun things up front. Uh, round one, we played a team called the Grand Illusion. The team captain was Mike DeLuca, and Mike was like, oh, Jesse, we meet again. We haven't played since Lone Star Open. And we had a discussion at Lone Star Open that was, okay, Jesse, you get this game. Next time we play, I'll I'll probably get that game, is what Mike said. And I'm like, yep, that is how it's probably how it's going to go. It was funny because Boobs was like, well, we drew Mike round one. Like, let's just see how this team tournament is, you know? And we had a amazing game. I believe that. Both teams played so well. And it came down to us being ahead for most of the game because we were playing Kingpin on Scoundrels. Sure. Mike was also playing Kingpin in this form this format with Mysterio per their team name, the Grand Illusion. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike's teammate was Dustin and Dustin ended up being one of our favorite people to hang out with from the entire weekend. All, all of us and our crew hung out with him a ton. Great guy, great player and an absolute joy to play with. And the game essentially came down to us being way up on secures. And then Mike assembled the legacy virus with Hulk, Hulk exploded and scored eight points for the team, and it shot them from being behind to getting that right uh, enough points to end the game. Interesting. Bam, we were done. Final score, 12-17. Really good game. Really good game. Being able to just add eight victory points tends to be really good. I've heard that. And uh, also, the the Kingpin Scoundrel Mirror is such a chess match. It is absolutely insane. Because it's like, oh, we're both counting as two on a... S- on a secure with five points. If I go first, I claim one first, but then then you can respond and push me off. Or, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of cat and mouse going on. I was very impressed with like both teams play in this game in particular because we were just it was the constant chess match, you know, where it's like you take a piece, they take a piece. You know what I mean? Sure. And it's just the constant it, there's no midpoints. It's it's questions followed by a question, right? And that's that's how you play some really good MCP. But shortly after that we played Actually, Jason's team, Jason, our new Avenger producer. So Jason's getting all kinds of shout outs here. And we they were they were the Bourbon Barrel Avengers and they were Avenger Web Warriors. So fun. We played them on Gamma and Hammers. Oh Gamma my. Hammers. MCP. Classic. At its yeah, classic core. MCP, right? And I played Hulk because it's Gamma and the, uh, this is part of the reason we took him. Hulk is just nuts right now, yeah. Yeah, and Moves was piloting Mystique and Hood flawlessly. Like it, there's just a lot of things that worked. His well hood is game. nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Like a lot of that game was us literally just using hood as a back gamma sitter. And then, yeah. Oh, he needs to go up and heal someone. Oh, and he'll go back to the back gamma, you know, but it was really fun playing against web warrior Avengers. We took that match. We had two more matches of the day. We played a team called Jose said we are playing black order and they were a mono black order team. Scary. We got lucky that we drew secures against them and we drew scoundrels and 
I think we just did the criminal outplaying on scoundrels where it's like, if we know what we're doing on scoundrels as criminals, it's really hard for any team to do well. And then a Black Order player, they can do well, but they kind of have to like really systematically kill models. And and what they did was they kind of tried to evenly match us rather than kind of just being a Black Order ball on one side that deletes half the table, then moves across. They just tried to evenly deal with us, with Thanos, with Maw, with Corvus, with Proxima, with Toad. I see. It just wasn't enough. Um, We ended up taking that game. And then we played one more team at the end of the day, a team called Free Points, because (laughs) they were saying they were newer and they were thinking going to a tournament of this caliber Warfare Weekend, they'd be giving free points to teams. But they gave us a really tough fight. It was really good. It was great. That's great to hear. It was uh, Hammers again and Riot Spark over Extremis. And they were X-Force Asgard. And it was actually pretty scary because, you know, X-Force Asgard, they like hammers. They also like Absolutely. free healing. They, they like healing from objectives. And um, they also had a Wolverine in this game that lived the Wolverine dream. I mean, he was killing two models every time he activated, right? Oh, my goodness. We ended up taking this game 16 to 7 in the end. So we just basically outscored them. But they were doing a lot of attrition to us. Some takeaways from the tournament. Kingpin's pretty insane in this format, especially if you know how to play him, like Moobs and I do. Kingpin in this format with big characters like Hulk, with like Malekith, which we both played. We played Hulk and Malekith like in some of these matches, is also pretty crazy <laughs> in this format. Yeah, I believe that. Because at the end of the day, even if my Hulk or Malekith dies, dive bombing the enemy team, it's taken up so much focus of the enemy team for so long. And meanwhile, all my two threats and three threats are just taking over the table with my criminal empire. Just know? overrunning the game. Yeah. Yeah. Or so points that, was. that's what we honestly use Malekith and Hulk and stuff for was sort of a almost a huge threat that they had to deal with kamikaze in, you know, and they had to they had to answer that. But then they're also losing the table to the bullseyes. Sure. You know, and kingpins and hoods that are just kind of walking around and not really actively being aggressive. They're just hanging on secure, just doing the criminal thing. At the end of the day, we went three and one in the tournament, our only loss being to Mike DeLuca and Dustin's team, the Grand Illusion, and they end up taking the whole thing for O. So feel really good about that. Congrats to them. Congrats to them, absolutely. And um it was um a really fun experience and we were very tired by the end of the day and i didn't mention this was a it's hard to do all the math and stuff this was a 14 team tournament so roughly 30 players right so it's one of those things that was pretty neat honestly for a team tournament i did not expect this many teams you know like sure. something's kind of fun the day of there's no prizes it's just like learning and you know sort of like reps you know and there were some really scary players there. Like there was some good teams throughout playing. So I was really impressed and had an absolute blast playing our, all of our opponents. But that put us at the end of the day, Friday. We had some more good food, which was great. And we got to bed a little earlier this night, which was needed because Saturday was a long, long day. I got some practice games in. There you go. Friday night. Got to walk around the vendor halls. You saw oh, way more man. of the con than I did. I didn't see much of the I con. I just hung out and experienced some vacation. I did some vacationing. I had a great time. Next time, I will likely attempt to participate in the team tournament, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I definitely did not mind being able to hang out at kind of be at my own pace and leisure uh, throughout the day. Yeah, and this being your first like major gaming con, I think that was the right call you made, Chris. You know, not stretching yourself too thin at all sure. day, every day. Like, 
because I was essentially Friday and Saturday, I was in the MCP room from when we woke up till nighttime. Right. You know what I mean? Like all day. So I think it's a good call there. But Saturday was an excellent, excellent day. That's right. The qualifier was big. It was a big tournament. I think we had 43 entrants. 43 players. That's right. And even that's before awesome. the tournament started, it was about 50 something. So obviously some people had to drop. Probably other tournaments came up at the con or they just couldn't make it. But 43 is a respectable number for sure. And um, there were some high level players there. There were some very there high level players. Absolutely were. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Some name, some names in the competitive scene, some names in the content creation scene, and we crossed paths with a lot of these players. So the four of us all played. That's you, me, Moobs, and Clemens. And let's just talk about our list real quick. I'll talk about okay. Moobs and Clemens' list real, really fast. Moobs was playing his typical Sin Cabal, which always catches everyone unaware. Yeah, it's no it's one knows how to weird. play in Sin. Yeah, and he had recently gotten Malekith purchased and painted. So a standard Sinkaball list with a Malekith to deal with other large threats. Clemens, on the other hand, played a Avengers list that almost could be Winterguard affiliated as a second affiliation, but not quite. But an Avengers list with Crimson Dynamo and Red Guardian and Bucky. And it's a very defensive list. And I find it very cool. And he's been playing. We've been testing with him for a while with it. Yeah, it is neat. He just he just sets up the wall. <laughs> yeah. And, and you just can't, I mean, you try, that's, I mean, that's what the game comes down to. Can you spike and get through it or yeah. is he just going to win on points? The unbreakable red line, right? That's kind of right. the theme of his list. It's cool. It's tanky Avengers and tanky Winterguard kind of holding this, holding it. It's also a joy to play against because they are the best painted army there at Warfare Weekend. Congratulations on that win. Sean did win Best Painted Army, and it was very, very exciting. I think what got him the win, other than his Juggernaut, which is very well done, his streetwear Juggernaut, I think it was that Dynamo. I would agree. But the tournament itself was a four-round Swiss tournament, and then the goal they had was to cut to top four. Unfortunately, not top eight, which is kind of a bummer, because I really enjoyed the top eight of Lone Star Open. I thought that was a fun thing. Cut to top four, and then Sunday morning essentially would be two rounds of top four to determine the winner. So we're just going to talk about Chris and I's matches today, and I guarantee you there's going to be other podcasts talking about this tournament. DeLuca's definitely going to talk about this on The Danger Room. I would, Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd and be I'm shocked going- if he didn't. And I'm going to listen to him. Yeah, absolutely. We had some good hangs with Mike the whole time we were there. And yeah, I can't wait to hear his thoughts on this. And may, yeah, maybe we'll we'll get more discussions going with him even on here or after dark. But so I mentioned Moob's list and I mentioned Clemens' list. We got to talk about your list, Chris, and my list. Let's talk about the 10 models and our tack cards really fast. We'll go through it. Starting with your list, Chris, you brought an old favorite. I did bring an old favorite. Um, I came into this tournament knowing that I was not bringing a top tier competitive list or maybe even top two, three tier. I mean, tears evade me. Yeah. At the end of the day, we did, we did the right thing because you had limited time to practice. Sure. So I ended up bringing X-Force just because I know them and I love them. Yep. And I had a good time at playing them this weekend. Uh, I think I don't think they are the reason I lost uh, any games. Right. So, you they know. They performed very well for you, yeah. They did. Uh, Cable came to play this weekend. But anyway, it is X-Force <laughs> led by Cable, of course, supported by X-23 and Honey Badger. 
from here forth, they will be referred to as the girls. Yep. Followed up by Domino, Baron Zemo, Juggernaut, Colossus, Toad, and the real the real spice here was the Black Swan with the Power Gem. Old Power Swan. And the 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 most odd inclusion, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Not that odd in X Force. Not that odd in X Force, but odd maybe in a qualifier. I'll say that. For my tactics cards, I brought Cat and Mouse, Pretty Sneaky Sis, Exceptional Healing, Brace for Impact, Patch Up, Do You Know Who I Am, Jonathan the Unstoppable, Weapon X Program, Recalibration Matrix, and Fastball Special, which I am just gutted that I didn't get to use. You did the right competitive thing. You didn't did. get the you didn't get the secure to do it, right? So right. and secure and the threat. Right. <laughs> to bring Colossus and Wolverine, yeah. Speaking of secures, I ran Intrusions, Gamma, and Infinity Formula. My extracts were the Researcher, Struggle for the Cube, and Hammers. Cubes and Hammers, baby. MCP. Yeah, I love them. I love them, too. They're two of my favorites to play. So let's let's go through your list real quick. Should be no surprise to listeners at home. Maybe the, this part is a surprise, because this was a competitive tournament. I did not play X-Men. I actually had a couple of competitive players be kind of upset. I didn't play X-Men that I talked to him while I was there, but I told him this is my X-Men break. It's been on since Lone Star Open because I know I'm going to be hitting them hard in the months of November and December for LVO. And I've been on Shields and Shields been serving me really well and the Fury's Finest Leagues and some of our local leagues. And yeah. My win rate with them is very high, and it's been actually a really good exploration and struggle to learn this team because they are so hard to play. And oh, I believe fun. that. And just different. They're just different. They're like, it's hard to learn as Web Warriors, but then they have counterintuitive play that is correct. You know, Web Warriors you are very hard to learn, but they have intuitive play. You know, like I'm going to run up and grab that objective and, and right. run sideways, Swing away, right? And Shield is my, a lot of Shield is like, I'm going to pass my actions this turn because the only thing I can do is move up and get into threat range of the enemy. And I can't do that as shield. I can't get into their threat right. range. Right. So it's very interesting, but my shield list, it's gone so many different directions over the last couple months because I have been testing it so much and trying so many different things and trying to get models painted. And this is where I landed. And I'm, I'm really happy with it. So I have Nick Fury Jr. as my leader of shield. I also have Nick Fury senior in the howling commandos. I have Iron Man. Winter Soldier, Core Black Widow, Dr. Voodoo, Bullseye, Red Guardian, the original Human Torch, and to round it all out, She-Hulk. Now, Voodoo was a change late in the game from Venom. I've been actually having a ton of fun with Venom and Shield. But I've gotten to a point with my Shield where I've kind of stopped playing four threats altogether. And so it got to a point where I was like, I need a four threat that can make a really high threat model drop their stuff. <laughs> and like Venom's right. not bringing me much. Actually, Venom's bringing me nothing when it comes to a big threat model like that, right? Venom preys sure. on low threat models. So Voodoo is kind of this super fringe thing that I was only come up in a certain scenario when I need incinerate immunity or when I need to do that. And I feel confident about it. But honestly, 90% of the time, a four threat's never coming to my shield roster. It's going to be Bullseye Widow every time. It just is. That's fair. That's very fair. 
two, two threats get a lot of work done in this game right now. Uh, they absolutely do. And a team with a four threat leader and a team that's a gun line, a team that's very evasive. They just do so much more for me than a four threat. Um, this could easily be back Black Panther and it would help me in a lot of matchups. But this is just where I landed with my playstyle, and it's worked out really well. So my tactics cards were Battlefield Medicine, the Shield Mobile, Eye in the Sky, and Sit Rep. So those are my shield affiliated tactics cards. My restricted cards were Brace for Impact and Sacrifice. I had Mission Objective, Helios Laser Bombardment, Recalibration Matrix, and to close out the list, Comrades Keeper, because I had Red Guardian in the list, and gotta have that Red Guardian Heroes for Hire. Gotta have it. I haven't had the pleasure of getting it played against me yet, but uh, I know it will happen soon, and I mm. know I'm going to be upset about it. <laughs> and it's fun, too, Chris, because it's like rewiring your brain from Heroes for Hire, because yeah. it's a little bit different, but it's a little bit similar, and it's fun because I've been playing Shield for months, and Cage has been locked in this spot till this weekend, really, and it, it's Cage got switched to Red Guardian, and it was a cool lateral switch, you know? A less tanky character that can also contribute to the gun line, but still has the Heroes for Hire card fulfilling the cage role sure. a little bit. Interesting. It's very interesting. So closing out my crises, my secures were Infinity Formula Goes Missing, Demons Downtown, and Mutant Mad Men Turn City into Lethal Amusement Park, Jesse's favorite secure in the game. And then my extracts were Struggle for the Cube, Fear Grips the World, Hammers, and Montessi Formula. Shield is real good at Montessi Formula, it turns out. But I believe that. I've tried so many different things in my third secure spot for shield. And a lot of them have worked. I've tried a lot of D shapes. They're actually really, they enjoy those. It's been, this has been extremist for a long time. I've tried the spider portals, uh, the cosmic vaults. Those have all been good, but I just landed back on mutant madman because at the end of the day, Chris is like you and your X force. It's like shields pretty decent at me and madman. And then I know it. It's my best objective personally. I see. Even if it's not your team's, Best right. objective, right. And, and it's not bad for them. They're actively sure okay to decent. I mean, what's cool about S.H.I.E.L.D. is they actually have a lot of characters with four physical defense, because they're only good defense, <laughs> and they can do the mutant madmen pay to flips quite well. And um, it's just one of those things, like the MCP path I've gone on over the years, being madmen just clicks for me, because I played Spider-Foes for so long, and I love playing mutant madmen on them. And then I switched to X-Men, and I think it's... X-Men's probably second best objective after the spider portals. So it all came together. And um, I did play Mutant Madman one time in this tournament, which was very fun. All right, Chris. So now with the tournament fully underway, we know all four of our lists as the four of us, which is very cool. We have Sin Cabal, X-Force, Avengers, and Shield. We know really crossover, which is which is neat. Very cool. But we're going to talk about you and I's games starting now. We're going to go into your first game, Chris. So what was round one looking like for you? What was the... And we'll just talk about the crisis, the threat, and who you played and what they played. Well, I went up against a fellow Honey Badger player uh, in round one. Very one exciting. Of, one of, I think there were three honey badgers in lists all day. And of course, I got paired up against one, which was absolutely wonderful because Sean, uh, my opponent, turned out to be one of my uh, new friends, of course, that mm -hmm. I, I made on this on this trip. And this game really helped get that underway. But uh, Sean had priority. Uh, we ended up on Research Station and Infinity Formula. Of course, we played it. 17 because that was the only option i ended up bringing cable of course the girls uh laura kinney x23 and honey badger 
Domino, and since it was researcher, I decided to bring Juggernaut. Sean ended up bringing, and he had such an interesting list. We ended up, you know, referring to it as X Men Red. Yep, something Omnis has been mm-hmm. championing for a little bit online now. Yeah, but is this uh, X Men team led by Storm with? Red Skull Master of Hydra as a as a big splash and a big part of the team. He also brought Colossus, X23, and Honey Badger. Colossus is actually more interesting to me than Red Skull, because yeah, I've been I've been thinking of crafting an X-Men Red as well with Red Guardian and Red Skull, but then I saw that Colossus and I was like, okay. Yeah, and Omnis has been doing Colossus as well. So Colossus love is in the air. Colossus is good. Sean also had cable on his list, I saw. In his list, he did not bring the cable ten. out against me. Yeah, but just worth mentioning while we're here, right? Then this yeah. man's bringing Colossus and Cable in an X Men list to a competitive tournament. Yeah. Well, he sure did. And he ended up taking it uh, 16 mm. to 6. Uh, I just could not overcome that middle of the board until it was okay. too late. Colossus, right? Helps with that. Well, Colossus, you know, Colossus really kind of stops Juggernaut in his tracks a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, Red Skull coming in and hitting that massive fender. Just absolutely not a lot you can do about it when that hits. But Jesse, despite losing, I got to pull off one of the coolest things I've ever done in MCP. Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. Now, I believe we're going into round four. My cable, the poor man, the poor man has... Five out of his six health missing on his injured side, Jesse. Whoa. These are tough times. Mm-hmm. And of course, the middle of the board is very contested for the researcher. Juggernaut had just been knocked out of the game by Red Skull. Cable was powered up. <laughs> yeah, he was. So Cable body slid by two and ended up getting off a, a three target. Akani San Spender, backside Akani San Spender, of course, which is an area two strength seven mystic attack for every for every hit, for every damage Cable does with this attack, he heals a damage off of himself. So I ended up knocking out Colossus, almost dazing Red Skull. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who the third was. It might have been Honey Badger, but. And you healed. Healed himself and had one more action. (laughs) (laughs) So pretty awesome move. It was very, very cool. Of course, the game was was already a little bit out of control at that point. X-Force struggles to score points. X-Men do not. And his defenses were... And honestly, Sean's a really, really good player. He outplayed me, too. Yeah, he met your attrition. Yeah. He went less X-Men... And he went more like X-Men with more attrition to match right. your attrition. That's Red Skull's job, right? On that scenario. And like you said, he did it. Red Skull was doing whatever he wanted because Fight is centralized on that researcher, right? So he's getting a lot of his cool stuff off. Uh, did the Grunts do anything notable this game? The Hydra No, they grunts? sat and they sat and scored, which was another yep. brilliant inclusion with them. Uh he had one one yep. activation, one uh, contesting two infinity formulas. So, like I said, I, I didn't go wide enough to be able to deal with that. Uh, Jonathan the Unstoppable definitely helped. Nice. Uh, which, honestly, You're back that formula. card scored me so many points this weekend. This tournament, yeah. I mean, you and I did some pickup practice games, and it scored you points in those. And it was, especially against Shield, 
Exactly. It would have forced you to break your whole formation to go My to go deal with yeah. them. Right. Yeah. Can't so, do it. Anyway, Sean took this game. The most important thing is the friends we made along the way, Jesse. Oh, and we made friends with Sean because Yeah, we did, man. We do a lot more with Sean. Yeah, I had a weekend, great yeah. great weekend with Sean. And we had our Sean too. So we, we had did. double Sean action. Yeah. A lot of Sean's. <laughs> so Jesse, <laughs> tell good. tell me about your round one. Well, it was a little bit of a bizarro world because here we are at a 45 person tournament and i am paired with john who is a local in the tulsa area yeah that was kind of a bummer i mean it'd been weirder paired with one of you guys a car mate or something like that but john is a local and we've played mcp a few times not much he's a incredible war machine player and he's really taken to mcp and gotten really good so john was playing an avenger brotherhood roster which was very cool and this is one of those games it's classic shield where it's like, I can be in the driver's seat, but the score's going to be close, you know? And that's kind of the shield play style. And I, I do find that interesting. That's exactly how you and I's practice game went. The only way exactly. I was going to have a chance to to catch up was to really spike and, and take with the lack of control in my list. Mm-hmm. I just had to hope to get someone off the board. Yeah. And I had to let you score a lot right. of your back points because why would I? Yeah. I'm not pushing in. If you would have pushed in, you would have just thrown characters mm-hmm. to the meat grinder. Now, John and I's game was a 17 threat game where, unfortunately, I lost priority, which is never ideal with Shield. And we played Infinity Formula and Montesi. Oh, a lot of form, a lot of formulas. Yeah, absolutely. And what was interesting about this game is he had priority and he had Toad, and there was a piece of terrain right by the middle of Montesi. Mm. He picked it up with Toad, got behind it. I shot Toad and could not get rid of him. He's slipping around. The Toad dream. With Avengers discount. So mm-hmm. my team was Fury Jr., Fury Senior. So you're going you're gonna to see a trend here. Widow, Bullseye, Iron Man, and Red Guardian. This is my, honestly, becoming my new preferred 17 with this team, which is great because six wide at 17. I've got a little bit of defensive tech. I've got amazing guns really rewarding if you play it right this this 17 is and this is a weird game it's one of those games that i made an active decision round one to let john score his back infinity on my left side and even like i knew he was going to push hard into my infinity on that left side and i i made a decision early on where it's like widow's going to sit in my back infinity she's going to take one for the team and i'm gonna what i've been calling is carousel around you know in a counterclockwise mm-hmm. fashion and just push up on his infinity and then hold my back infinity on the right all game and as long as i can get that montessi off toad at some point and get it back i just will never like i'll be winning because he'll have so much threat dealing with widow and that's kind of how the game went john played extremely well our score was very close but there was just a point where i've been in the driver's seat most of the game and he can't get over the other side of the table right to close out the game like to to kill things right so it, it was one of those situations where his left side my left flank he had Quicksilver, Bucky, and Steve. And Quicksilver pretty much sat on his back point all game, scored, which is great. He had him on Tessie and scored, so that's two points. I was never going to get him with Shield. It's Quicksilver. So I had to deal with that fact. And then Steve and Bucky pushed up on my Infinity closest to my left side, but that was just Widow. And she survived long enough to tie them up, right? Meanwhile, mm. my entire Shield gun line is on this right side with Red Guardian for the comrades keeper with all this stuff going on and i'm pushing up on his and that's kind of how it went and i ended up taking the game we went multiple rounds because you know 
Keep in mind, he had two Montessi for some time. You know, Quicksilver and Toad, sure. they're going to hold those Montessis, right? But um, it was a really good game. John's a really good player, and Avengers are no joke. We all know this. <laughs> and uh, it was a blast. Uh, I think Red Guardian was not my MVP of this game, but he did his job, which in my mind, that kind of makes you an MVP, where it's like he threw shields, and then he pushed up on the the enemies in Finny Farmer, and he had Comrades Keeper online for Fury, who had a Montessi late game. So there was no way even if John had more models over there, which he couldn't get at that late game, that he could even attack and get outside of my, what I call now the defensive puzzle of shield, where it's like, I have sacrifice. I'm ready. I have comrades keeper. I'm ready. I have eye in the sky. Mm. I'm ready. I have brace. I'm ready. I have shield mobile to defensively move myself away. A lot of people read shield mobile and they're like, Oh, that's an amazing way to get your opponent secure. It is. But you know, shield mobile is a really amazing way to close out a game, late game, get someone in the shield mobile, fly them in the corner of the map, right? Get that last point you need get that mission done it's it's extremely thematic of shield it's unbelievable how thematic it is but i am taking this game against john and one of my closest games of the day point wise for sure right so very good but moving on to round two who did you play chris round two i went up against a classic cabal red skull player named william Okay. Uh, we ended up playing Struggle for the Cube and Infinity Formula. Ooh, that's scary with Cabal. That's a lot of power. Well, yes. But it's good for you. Very good for you. It was. It, it, and it was a close game. He, of course, brought was rolling with the, the MODOK. Red Skull the Duo. Jaw, Red oh, Skull. The Jaw. Zemo. And, and rounding it out with a Black Widow. Of, we were at 17th Threat, of course. Because hmm. I am only capable of playing at 17 threat. Apparently. <laughs> you learned that this weekend. That is what I learned about MCP. Uh, yep. Now, Jesse, there was a, a feature in my list. I call it a feature. Hmm. If I pulled Struggle for the Cube, the intent to get Logan, We've the talked Wolverine, about this. Yeah. on the board, correct? Correct. You and I have talked about this many times on After well, Dark. I did. I did. Manny loves cubes, and Manny's good at them. I, I gosh darn did the thing. Good. I brought I brought Logan out. What about Laura? Uh, every game. I brought yeah, both girls every... Good. Good. Well, yes, I brought both girls every game, I believe. Now, this game was a back-and-forth battle where... It, and William was a newer player, but a good player. I ended up losing this game 15-16. to 16, And what really did it was I was not aggressive enough early. Interesting, yeah. I should have pushed up far sooner. I did not. I, I do not have a ton of experience playing against Modok, oddly enough. And in Wolverine into Modok is is really tough. Yeah, Mystic. Yeah, that push is is hard. Dealing with the Mystic is tough. Oh yeah. Bow Ultimately, to the uh, you know, I, I lost by one point. Uh, William played great. He just kept forcing me to to come to the middle with someone to pick up to pick some any you know to pick up a uh, a cube and just wiping them off the board and picking up the cube and scoring it uh it, yeah it was a, it was a well played game by william hmm. and i for sure learned a lot in that one and i'm really happy to have played him uh william was a fantastic opponent very good yeah that's that's a good matchup honestly red skull ball versus x-force like that's always going to be a good match Q's and Infinity, too. Very interesting. Just very interesting. I'm sad I couldn't watch that match. Well, I had a game, Chris, of course, round two. I was playing against someone who else was 1-0, and this player was an exceptional player. Um, his Discord name is Parento. 
he was part of a father-son duo, and they go to tournaments and they crush people. Uh, yeah, man. I, I actually met them for the first time in April this year in Springfield, where the father of Parento took the whole tournament with wide criminals, beating Coffee, the one guy who knocked me out. So the finals was criminals versus Coffee's X-Men, and criminals took it. It's, it's just funny how it's all got the cyclical thing, which is very fun for my competitive year I had this year, where I saw a lot of familiar faces multiple times. And Parento was one of those. What was interesting is I sit down at the table and I see it's it's my favorite team, Chris. It's X-Men Gold, but with a very scary twist. The Prime Sentinel and two Jim Thanos. Oh my goodness. And I'm thinking... You know, you and I have been talking since we the Prime was revealed, how good Prime is and it's X-Men awesome. Gold. And how the theme is right, too, because the X-Men have a reprogrammed Sentinel right now in the curtain canon of things. Yeah, man. So you could paint your Prime like that honey badger with her little murals painted on him and stuff. <laughs> but uh, her little rainbows. It's so awesome. But I was thinking, okay, I got to get priority. This is X-Men. I got to get priority. X-Men is one of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s toughest matchups. Um, the storm covered and negates my attacks and they can just outplay me an objective. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I know this cause they're my primary team. And unfortunately I lose priority. Parento gets it. He chooses secures. We get infinity formula from his deck and we get from my deck Montesi. Keep in mind, Chris, this Thanos is a mind reality Thanos. So he's either going to be a hard control Thanos or a brawly slash mixed with hard control Thanos. It has me a bit worried. And I'm and I'm like, if someone has Thanos and they're and they're choosing some restricted spots to take him, they have a plan. We end up playing 17 threat. I go with my same roster from before because it is kind of my go-to shield 17 at the moment. And I'll obviously I can swap out three threats for other three threats, but most of this is what I want. So I play Fury Jr., Fury Sr. in the Howling Commandos, Widow and Bullseye as my two twos again, Iron Man and Red Guardian. Parento ends up playing Storm. Beast, X-23, and two gem Thanos at eight threat. And I'm thinking, okay, Printo having priority. This is really tough because that middle Montesi has gone because either my opponent gets it early and I can't get it, or I get it and then Thanos just vacuum cleaners something in, destroys it, gets the Montesi anyways. So right at the gate, I'm at a spot that is very unfavored in this game. And I think we both know it because we even talk about it in this game because this was a really fun game where me and my opponent both talk about the optimal plays we could both make at the end of rounds, how that basically went, how we thought. I don't know. It was, it was really good. Like this high level competitive play with open discussion the whole time. I'm very into that. Mike DeLuca and I had a lot of this in our top eight game at Lone Star Open. And it, it creates a very relaxed feeling on top of like the super high level play. This game is pretty simple and pretty quick. When we end the game, we both have almost nearly 30 minutes left on our clocks. I think he had 25, I had 27 or so. And that's with us taking a lot of time late game to make some decisions. Very similar to my first game where I was kind of in the driver's seat and kind of always having my opponent come to me and moving away and maintaining the points like Shield's good at doing. My opponent does this in this game extremely well. This game is a very strange match of MCP. Almost no attacks were performed. Round one, Storm comes up and picks the middle Montesi. I actually get in position through some means, whether uh, siblings in arms and some other means where I get to perform some attacks on Storm at the end of round one and some at the top of round two, but it's not enough. She gets away. Laura grabs the back Montesi. Beast scores the back Infinity Formula. Then it scores another Infinity Formula. And then we're in the, we're in the situation where 
And Chris, you're very familiar with this game. We talked about it after. This is one of those oh, games yeah. where there's literally nothing I could have done with my list, which I think is very cool that this player is this good. Yeah. Like I said, you rewind like a minute ago. Like I said, this was such a high level game where we were having open dialogue the whole time. I love that. We both know how to play the game well, and we know how the game goes. So you're not giving your opponent any advantage when you're talking right. about what you're doing when you're like, yeah, I'm obviously doubly moving Storm away at the top of round two because she has the Montessi. I'm up by one Montessi and we're scoring the same on the infinity formula. And that's how this game goes. Every round, no attacks are being performed by either one of us because I can't perform attacks. My characters are slow <laughs> and he is turtling his characters and keeping them hidden away being up on one Montessi and such we're scoring a, the same on infinity a formula. chess game. Such a chess match. There's a point round two. I know how this game's going to go. I know it's going to be a trickle of one point every round in his favor, one down for me. And we're going to get to a final score of 16 12. It's just how the math's going to work out. So, round two, I just start dive bombing everyone on his back. Oh, no. Formula as much as I can. And I leave Widow and Bullseye behind to score points, which is great. But he plays so well and uses Thanos perfectly. I mean, Thanos on Infinity Formula with the Mind Gem. Yeah, it's tough. He's displacing three models every turn. Like, he's Cosmic Portaling two models. He's Mind Gemming another model. And that's Shield's Nightmare because we have no fast characters. We have have no mobility. um, We have no control. You know, we're we're just this gun line, the defensive gun line. And we get to these really interesting points late game where it's like, I'm setting up these things where I'm dive bombing everybody in. I got Red Red Guardian in the middle so I can at least get a Comrade's Keeper to get a place. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Off of him. And he does so well. He's disrupting all this. Beast is throwing characters away. Storm is throwing characters away. Thanos is displacing three models a turn. Laura never performed one attack the whole game. She's just sitting on Infinity Infinity Formula. Oh, my gosh. That's brutal. It comes down to a late game. Tony has to move one time and perform a Helios laser on Storm. And we put down the range ruler, and she's just out of that stealth range. No. So I just have a spiritual victory where I helios beast and just evaporate him from the planet <laughs> do the ping to to laura and storm storm's like one damage off from the ping dazing her which would shoot the montessi out and then we go another round right and then it'd be something like 15 13 and then we go one more round and see who actually can sure like, but it was crazy it was it was the craziest game of mcp okay the craziest game of mcp i've been a part of was my top eight game against deluca lone star open this was the weirdest game of mcp i've ever played because interesting outside of that early game thing i mentioned a little bit ago where i performed like an attack or two against storm and then she got away without dying with the montessi no attacks were performed in the game we circled around each other and no one ever came in like you know what i mean like i said we almost had 30 minutes left on each other's clocks right like it was just and we were done and i had a long break <laughs> Meanwhile, a little bit of real life going on here. I'm having some crazy stuff going on medically during this game with my eye. <laughs> yeah. I'm becoming a real life fury here, losing my eye on my left. And uh, that's not helping the game at all. But he, after the game, after the match, he and I have a really good discussion. And he's like, me winning priority, like there's nothing you can do that game. Like I'm going to get, as long as Storm right. survives that first attack, which she did, and she gets away. He's like, I'm always going to get away. And I'm always going to have Thanos to displace, displace three shield models. And shield has no way to like. Yeah, there's just nothing you could do. I'm literally double moving characters into his threat range, you know, right. which you never do as shield. But it's like. Well, you try not to do that with anybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, especially shield, right? Because it's 
it's antithesis to their play style. Right. But also this player was so good. I knew he wasn't going to daze one model to give me a shield VP. Right. To help me net that gap. Right. Of what was happening every round. It's just crazy. Like that's the type of game you play and you're like, that is some high level MCP going on, you know? And um, hats off to Parento. The final score was 16 to 12 because like I said, it was just that one Montesi every round scoring one up, you know, we played four rounds, right? <laughs> He had, and that's what it was, and it was a uh, a very interesting match. And I'd like to play again in the future, especially in X Men Mirror. That'd be Thanos is still, in my opinion, the scariest model in the game because he can do stuff like that where he performs no attacks and he has that much of an influence on the game. Right? It's hard to do anything against that when, especially when you're looking at wide secures. And, and, you know, and yeah. and him being able to get to those extracts, it's just it's good. It's it's really hard to score against that, and that's that's very good. Yeah, yeah. And I I think if you got Thanos, you need to have a plan. It was very clear this player had a plan, which is very good. I'm just hoping game three I might get priority. That's that's the thought I have at this point because I've gotten priority yet. But Chris, what was your game three? Game three, uh, I found myself against a another newish player named Talon. He was running Steve Avengers uh, with, you know, kind of a Loki splash kind of thing. Yeah. Like Loki, Thor, Valkyrie. Yes. He, kind of an Asgard, Asgard splash. splash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we ended up playing a struggle for the cube and riots. So, of course, we played again mm. at 17. That's right. Always 17. 17. It, that's, that's some cool interactions, though. You got the riots for the heal cubes for the damage and more power and, and you've got healing factor i do as a matter of fact so i ended up uh bringing pretty close to the team i think exactly the team i had taken uh okay the game before uh which was cable the girls that's 10 yep domino and and logan yep cube uh, city. What in, yeah what ended up happening on this one was Honey Badger just the combination of Honey Badger and Domino having enough power to be able to auto incinerate any character I decided to focus on? Oh, you mean Domino's incinerate paired with Honey Badger's innate? Right, that's provider. two. That's two dice down. While mm-hmm. Cable is sitting back throwing a five a range five five energy. That's right. Blast at at whoever, and Laura is in their face. And nice. that's just, that's exactly what I did. Uh, since Laura had a cube, uh, she had no trouble getting power. And since she had no trouble with power, I was using her spender, a range three spender, which gave her a, which gives her a medium move afterwards. We love it so to much. To just absolutely go in there, get, get the strikes off, and then move right back to the uh, uh, riotous terminal and heal. And then end the turn and heal again with healing factor. And it was just absolutely gross as Honey Mm. Badger was right there giving them one less defense dice for ankle biter and also, you know, bodyguarding on any big hits that uh, might be thrown, Mm. thrown at, at Laura. So I ended up getting uh, Steve Rogers off the board uh, in round two, uh, I believe. And it was pretty rough. Now my Wolverine, followed my wolverine was gone the next round but from there the girls with with cable uh passing out shields and just honestly have hitting some good rolls this game 
And Logan took some attention, right? I mean, Logan, Logan took a lot took of attention a lot for of a fire. while. And he got some big attacks off before he went, too. That's how... I mean, how do you think oh, wow. you get rid of Steve Rogers? Uh, it was, yeah. it was yeah, an Logan. injured Logan with, what, three... I think three damage on him, so he's oh, rolling no. an eight dice builder. I mean, with that's pierce, awesome. with bleed, it's gross. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, from there, it was it was Domino uh, winning her uh, her console and and holding down a cube, and then Cable and the the girls uh, on the right side just slowly taking everyone out and and yep. ca- dealing with Loki uh, as best they could. And okay. That ended up being the game, and it went it went very well. Talon played really well, very fun opponent, and I am excited to play against him again in the future when he's had a little more time with the game. Very good. Very, very good. So, Jesse, why don't you tell me about your round three match? Chris, my round three match was my favorite match of the day, by oh, far. Oh, great. It was a shield mirror. And here's what's cool. It was a shield mirror but my opponent, his name was Sam, had a very different looking shield list than mine. I mean, he had some similarities, but then he had a lot of differences. He had shield with some bigger characters. Mine is kind of, like I said, I got I literally eliminated Venom recently. She-Hulk was only in there for certain objectives and Malekith, but really She-Hulk was like, she's not part of my list, really. I mean, she's a flex, right? His list had She-Hulk. His list had Venom. His his list had some other bigger characters. His list had mine, Loki. There's some interesting stuff going on here with his shield list. But we ended up playing Struggle for the Cube and Demons Downtown. Now, I was very excited about this, Chris, because I had <laughs> I had something planned for Demons Downtown. Actually, two things planned for Demons Downtown. If the threat was right and the threat was 17 this game, and I was like, well, I'm not doing my normal 17 two twos thing. That's going to be voodoo and even if voodoo has a bad dice game he's not getting incinerated and that's something and i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil alert now voodoo had a bad dice game bummer but that's okay because he eventually gets flipped with power you know even if he's not dealing damage to people and he was not rolling defenses he will daze and have power on his backside and that's that's all he needed to do this game but the main plan i had for demons downtown was human torch and I oh, played in this game. I love this. And Human Torch was also an answer I had for the shield and mirror because it's like, I'm going to play more defensive than the other shield player because that's how I've chosen to play this list and that's worked for me. And when they come into my threat range, Human Torch is going to be ready to either steal an objective off them or beam away, you know, beam away, Meryl. So it's one of those things that it's like the immunity to incinerate's enough, right? If if Torch does nothing this game and he's just immune to incinerate, that's almost enough because we have literally a mirror of teams of three threats and stuff that don't really want to be incinerated, you know, but Shield sure. is very good at Demons Downtown. So like... Us fighting each other is very interesting because it makes our bad dice pools of attacks much better when our opponents are incinerated. I mean, Demons Downtown is in my deck, you know? I made a decision to, early on, be the defensive player. And I got up on the cube early. I got three, he got two. But I let him take the middle demon. Mm. So we kind of evened out on our score, but guess who's getting way more incinerated? Sure. He's getting more incinerated because he took more of the secure. And I have two characters who mean to incinerate. And that's how the game goes. It's that it's that classic shield. The score is close. There's that trickle of someone's in command. And um, 
we did interesting stuff. He surprised me. I surprised him. Like I, I aggressively took one of his cues with agents. He aggressively took one of my cues in response with widow. Interesting. You know? Like just cool stuff like that. We had an Iron Man off, but I, I chose to ignore his Iron Man with my Iron, Iron Man and make my Iron Man's focus was to push Bucky away the entire game as much as possible. You know, because Bucky was one of his highest dealing damage members. He also brought mine Loki this game, which was very scary. But I'm also like, if Loki gets incinerated, even those I am a god dice with counting blanks get much worse, you know? And that's what happened. Loki got incinerated. The the game ended up coming down to some interesting plays, but there was a point in the game where I did move Torch up and I did take a cube on the middle of the map that was just on the ground that had fallen out on someone's someone being dazed. He has a character strike torch. I believe it's Iron Man with his energy attack. Trying to get a push. Yeah, and just trying to get some damage. And I'm like, well, I'm fine with this. I, I roll four, four energy. This is great. You know, I roll the four energy. I blank out. He rolls four damage. And I'm at this situation now where torch is on four damage when he was just fully healthy. And he has a cube in his hand. And he's on the middle demons downtown. And I was thinking, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to score this this round. And he's going to be immune to It's going to be great. So I, I, I think the play that might be helps start me securing the game because he is ahead in points at this point is I choose to shield mobile back to my deployment zone, human torch, essentially. Oh my goodness. Cause I know he's going to, I know he's going to die to cube, but now there's a cube in my deployment zone, kind of a no man's land, but it's at least on my side of the table. Right. Rather than like, what's the value there? It's like torch scores the cube in the middle and then dazes. And then the cube flies out. He picks it up with someone. And then, yeah, Torch is online the next turn. But what's going to win me this game, you know? Right. And it was one of those weird games where it's like, he's got more damage on the table. He had Bucky. I didn't. You know, he had things like that where it's like, I had to play more defensive. And he was an incredible shield player. He obviously played a lot of games of shield. And it was just back and forth the whole game, man. There's a point late game where I'm at nine and he's at 12. And we know that the game's getting close to being done for someone because it's cubes. Like there's five cubes on the map and there's three demons, right? Sure. And a combination of all those things that took place the turn before, Torch is back online now, right? Because he actually gets around to go. Because that cube round, think about it, Chris. Cubes are crazy in that way that you don't get to activate <laughs> the round you die with the cubes in the power phase. You just don't I, get to. Yes, that, like that's, that happens to me often. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge in the game MCP to lose two act two of your actions of an activation of a certain threat. You pray it's not higher than a three threat, right? Right. But Torches Online has got a bunch of power now. He steals a cube from his Iron Man, picks up that cube that was in no man's land, and then double moves away. Gross. Torch did no attacks this game because I did not expect him to get hit by that strike and just make his life, you know, so scary because he is such a fragile character. He's pretty squishy. Yeah, and that was just a good spike that he had on his strike on that on that attack. But now at this point, we're at this point where he can't catch Torch, and then I've just got to control the demon portals. So final round, you know, I was at nine, he was at twelve. We have this incredible game in seventeen to twelve. I score eight final round. Yeah, yeah I score eight. I score five cubes in the demon portals. It was a great game. It's crazy to see the mirror like that in action and how intense it is. Sure. And, everything um, is everything is just ratcheted up because there's not yeah. as many swingy spiky turns. Every point is premium and every every little damage you can get through is premium. No, that's true. That, that's true. And then like you add the fact that we have eye in the sky on top yep. of that and it's like both of us have a huge play against each other every round if we're playing our furies right, which we both were playing our furies right and making sure you had three power for eye in the sky. So it's like it was a big it was a big deal and um 
I haven't mentioned it to this point yet, Chris, but almost every game I've played has been on the back of Fury Senior and his stealth in this tournament. Because people will, will like attack him. Oh, I in the sky. Now he's in stealth. They'll try to they'll try to attack again. Now he's in stealth. Then I have to move up. They have to make decisions. You know, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And then that that siblings in arms on top of that, the Medusa place, very good. But yeah, that's my round three. So now I'm at two and one. And Chris, you are. I am one and two at this point. So let's talk about our final round of the game, starting with you, Chris. Well, unfortunately, my opponent dropped. Okay. Before the round. So I just walked around and watched some people play some MCP for this round. I mean, you get to chill and you get I a did. buy. I did. So. I did get to chill. I did get a buy, uh, which put two, me at two, two and two for the weekend, which I'm I'm pretty happy with. Uh, I would have liked to have earned that second win, but that's okay. That's okay. Sure. Two and two. I will take it. I am definitely on fire to try to have a better showing at my next competitive event, uh, which will hopefully be relatively soon. Awesome. Well, I played one of your opponents from earlier in the day, the final round. Sure. I played Talon, who is that Avengers Asgard player, and we played 18 Threat, which is very interesting. Oh, wow. Lucky. Something different. A little different. A little bit different. And he played Asgard. We played Struggle for the Cube and Mutant Madman, and I, I did feel bad because... I think if you've listened to this podcast a long time, and if you listen to this episode, I've already mentioned those are two of my favorite objectives. And there were two of my favorite objectives to play as X-Men. Now, I'm playing S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm not as, it's a little different, but I do know the objectives quite well. And I was a bit scared of Asgard Immune Madmen, because I know sure. they can easily flip them back against me, right? And throw me off and do all kinds of stuff. But I was confident that I could get up on cubes potentially and at least parody him on the Mad Men, right? And then keep that train going for a while until I was ready to make push in on his Mad Men. But I ended up playing Fury Senior, Fury Junior, and the Howling Commandos. Widow, Bucky, the only game I played Bucky all weekend, that's notable, Iron Man, and Red Guardian. So it's basically my 17 threat roster, but Bullseye upgrades to Bucky. Pretty nasty. Pretty nasty. And I did kind of what I was doing all day, where it's like I had Iron Man and Widow on one my right flank, very minimal, and then the rest of my team all on the left flank. And that's kind of what I do against Asgard, too, because I, if I'm going to have any chance of dazing a Thor or a Valkyrie or something, I, I got to really have a lot of focus fire. It's the truth, yeah. But I did get up on the cube because I grabbed the middle cube with the agents. He ended up killing the agents, then I threw it back, and then I walked up Fury Senior, picked that up. So more steps to get that middle cube, but I did get it. And I flipped both the Mad Men. He flipped both of his Mad Men. So we're going to the top of the next round. I'm, I'm up on extracts, but we're the same on secures. And then it was just a matter of I never went to him. I made him come to me. And that's not the not tough to ideal do. with with Asgard. Yeah, it's really tough. And when models would come to me, I would potentially daze them. And then I felt comfortable to move to his Mad Men and flip them. And I ended up taking the Mad Men, most of the Mad Men, a couple rounds in a row, which closed the game out because he had some cubes that I couldn't get. Which I'm just like, yep, yeah, Thor's got a cube. That's just going to happen. I'm not going to get it. Just not going to get sure. it. Sure. You know, with shield, I'm just not going to do the damage to Thor. But I could probably get Valkyrie if I just really, really do this right. You know. And I had Red Guardian. He did a very pivotal Comrade's Keeper against a Valkyrie charge. Fury would have been taken out. Valkyrie charges are pretty scary. Yeah, Guardian took the hit instead. Very good. And um, meanwhile, I've got Iron Man and Widow on the other flank 
holding that side by themselves. But yeah, I ended up taking this game 22 to 6. It's like my X-Men days because I got the X-Men objectives and it just something just clicked. And, you know, keep in mind too, Chris, when you're, you're at these weekends, I did, I felt bad for Talon because it's like I am on game like nine of the weekend at this point or something, you know, and the rest is... The rest is gone, you know? Sure. You're a well-oiled I mean, machine at this point. I mean, game one of the entire weekend was was Mike DeLuca, you know? So it came in hot. <laughs> and meanwhile, Mike DeLuca's at this tournament carving a path through the tournament with Avengers. Well, I mean, it's it's no secret that, that Mike ended up taking the tournament. Right. So I went three and one this day. You went two and two. Mike went four and oh. And of course, he advanced to the top cut in the next day. And then he goes two oh the next day, right? Pretty impressive. With some Steve good stuff, as we call it on this podcast lovingly, and piloted perfectly, right? So Yeah, turns out he's a pretty good player. Turns out he's pretty good. And what's really exciting is by the end of the tournament, Moobs ended up going two and two, and Clemens ended up going two and two. So we all fell like in the top 20 of the tournament, which is very notable, Chris. Like the way this ended, like 45 players ish, like being in the top half. I have no complaints. You know what I mean? I'm very yeah, happy. Man, it was good. It was it was a great weekend. Uh, you know, uh, I, I alluded to it, but I was fairly happy with my play. I saw plenty of room for improvement, but I yep. didn't I didn't make any any major mistakes. So, you know, that's all you can hope for is to not embarrass yourself in some way <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> yeah, and just in play to get better and make friends and, you know. The thing I I will leave uh, with this from this tournament knowing is that the MCP community is in a very very good place right now at least mm. here in the Midwest. Absolutely, yeah, rich. Right, we took over this con, which is a War Machine con. We essentially almost took yeah. it over with a forty five player tournament. Like we're 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 matching their numbers of their tournaments, which is just a crazy thing. So I mean, it was it was very cool. Uh, I mean, Chris, you landed at twenty one out of this many players and i went and i landed 11th yep not easy to do being in that upper half uh, especially when we had people like mike deluca there like the father son do i mentioned like will hpp there like nate gg from the gamers yeah, man. there you know like people from our very same car that we play on a regular basis moves and clemens there's a lot there, there's a lot to overcome I don't know. I'm very happy that we got to participate in this tournament. And on top of that, Warfare Weekend, we we mentioned at the top, but like we mentioned now, the raffles, the potlucks, the hangouts, the board games, right. like the list goes on, the little mini games of the house, the houses battling and all that stuff that we didn't get to participate in because we're doing so much MCP. And then the late night hangs, which we're going to talk about after dark very soon, that we got to participate in with mcp members of the community um huge shout out to one absolute matt one of our patrons yeah man awesome also did you. well in this tournament uh awesome meet him in person uh me and him played in the fury's finest secret wars league finals of the last league and um he's an incredible player he went two and two and we had some good hangs with him and his crew and um we're talking more about that on after dark but a huge win all around chris i think you and i both met our goals where it's like like you said not make any major mistakes and do well with x-force my goal was to make like the top of the tournament in some way with shields you know without like stress myself out too much in the way of like well i gotta play x-men i gotta i gotta make the top four you know what i mean like like just this is a break for me you know like <laughs> right you've, you've already punched your ticket my ticket's been punched but like it's 
it's less about the ticket and more about how you do at the tournament. And for me, I wanted to do well with shield and accomplish the goal. You know, it'd be yeah. the same if I played spider foes again or something, you know, it's always fun to stretch yourself and, and encounter new metas and new players, you know, and that certainly happened this tournament, you know, did we did. <laughs> so I'm very happy with that. We had some good hangs the night of this because I I wasn't I didn't make the cut this time, Chris. So I actually got to hang the night of. I don't normally get to do that. Like last time I at Lunstar Open, we did hang later than we should have because I had the cut the next morning, right? And it's like this time, no cut. We finished the tournament, two full days of rounds, eight rounds of competitive MCP with some pickup games in between. And we're like Saturday night, we're like, we're gonna hang. We're gonna hang. And we did. We did. And we'll talk about the, more about that on After Dark, but we, we, we hung and uh, drove back Sunday, our kind of our all-day commute sort of thing, and, and now we're here. I think it was a resounding success and very exciting weekend. Excellent weekend. I'm so excited to have another one uh, just like it as soon as possible. Gosh, I know. I couldn't agree more. And in the coming episodes, and especially the coming After Darks in particular, you and I are going to talk about like what we learned from this weekend with our play and just also with like preparing for cons and stuff, because... There's a lot, but I can tell you, Chris, from experience gaming for many years in some sort of competitive fashion and doing these cons and world tournaments and stuff, staying in the hotel that it's taking place at is clutch. That's the best decision we made all weekend. I have never done this in my entire career like of competitive gaming, which is coming up on a decade now. Never stayed in the actual venue ever. And it was a game changer. Like I could literally go up to our room between rounds and refill my water, use our room bathroom. And you didn't have to worry about getting back when you needed to leave to get back to your room to get ready to go back to sleep. You just go completely by feel. Yeah. Most of the other folks, most of the other folks stayed in the same hotel. So it was just overall an excellent uh, experience and just a lot of, a lot of fun. Couldn't agree more. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Follow the show online. Follow us on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Email us with any inquiries, ideas, collaborations, anything else like that at Finest at gmail.com. And if you can leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, it really helps us out. I will mention it while we are here, Chris. Spotify listeners, we see you. Thank Y'all you. Have really been stepping up your game and leaving us reviews on Spotify, which has been really, really helpful because for the longest time, we've been a podcast three years. You can only leave reviews on Apple Podcasts and some other platforms. And we know a big chunk of our listeners are Spotify listeners. So when Spotify added that feature, all of you that listen on Spotify really stepped it up by giving us five-star reviews. If you haven't done so on Spotify yet, please give us a review because uh, y'all matter. And it's cool to see like the aggregate of Spotify and Apple. I have to tell myself that, Chris. Like It's it's a bigger amount of reviews than just what Apple shows. You know, Absolutely. like I know Apple can, runs everything, but ignore it. <laughs> it's like these Spotify listeners, they're showing up. And we appreciate it. Absolutely. But you can find Chris and I online. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Aiken. That's Jesse with J-E-S-S-E and Aiken with E-A-K-I-N. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. Hey, man, we can pay for blue checks now. It's not true. Gonna do, not going to do it, though. I mean, we're not celebrities, so. Oh, I forgot. Celebrities just got to pay for the blue checks, really. But Oh, I thought everybody could. I mean, if you think you're... An influencer, maybe. No, I do not. 
Okay. This is really fun warfare. We can talk. We're going to continue this talk. And after dark, we're going to maybe cover the team tournament more, some of the side stuff that we did and the fun. And on top of that, pay very close attention to House Party Protocol because I'll be talking with Will very soon about his run because we had some fun with Will. But I'll be interviewing Will about his Wizards and Wires list, which is an excellent name and an excellent convocation list and how he did in the tournament, which spoiler alert, me and him placed next to each other in the tournament, which is very That's cool. awesome. And it was actually really fun to be next to him and Nate at my last game of the day. I literally have Nate from the Gamers Guild and Will next to me on either side, like essentially at my last table. And it's like, it's, it was just very, uh, it was very surreal. Uh, circle, Chris. It was surreal because like Will and us and Nate all got in the MCP content creation game very early and been doing this a long time. So it was actually like very uh, cathartic to hang out with all of them. You know what I mean? You know what it saying? was yes. very fun. And we're talking about this on After Dark, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, a blast to say the least. And we had a grand time. But we hope you guys enjoyed our kind of overview of Warfare Weekend. Something we'd like to do in the future if possible again. Really? Absolutely. And I was really impressed with the way it was run. So shout out to Tim Simpson who ran it. Shout out to the Adepticon guys who brought out Terrain. Oh, yeah. Obviously, huge shout out to Jason, who is an Avenger producer. But Jason was also helping them run things, providing food, uh, feeding players during the games, occasionally bringing me glasses of red wine when I played my matches. I was living the dream, Chris. I'm playing Shield. It was awesome, dude. Swirling some wine while I'm playing. I'm having a fun time. I can't wait to go back, honestly. But until next time, thanks for listening, True Believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 